The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. We put it on the Jen, Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll. If there's a sleeper team that is quietly waiting to make their move on Aaron Rodgers, which team would you bet on it being? Chewy was making a case just a few moments ago for the Miami Dolphins, not knowing what Tua's health situation is going to be, not knowing, and again, they haven't yet committed to him long term, but not knowing how highly they feel about him and how confident they are into his future. Go ahead and weigh in on that on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll. Yesterday, Tom Pelissero was on the Rich Eisen show. Tom Pelissero, who for a while covered the Packers and then went on to NFL Network fame, he was talking about how there are a lot of teams, as we have been discussing, that might be in the market for Aaron Rodgers' services. Take a listen. If you look around the league, how many teams right now can you confidently say we know who their starting quarterback is? All of which is to say, if Rodgers decides he wants to play and does not want to play in Green Bay or does not want to play under whatever circumstances are laid out for how the Packers are going to proceed here, then he's going to become available and the Packers are going to have a market for him. But also the other dynamic here is because he basically has veto power over any destination because of both the contract and the, the retirement threat, he can narrow it down to more or less one team and say, I'm only going there. And then you lack the, you know, let's say the, you know, the type of leverage that the Texans have with Deshaun Watson, where you could pin a price, say everybody's got to meet it. And then let four teams all try to beat each other out for the guy. Chew, this is why people say that Aaron Rodgers has the control in the situation because, again, he has that veto power of being able to say, no, I will not go to those teams. But you were saying yesterday that there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers says he wants to come back to Green Bay just to kind of stick it to the squad. In fact, we have that sound, I believe, from yesterday, Ashton, uh, Chewy talking about just how highly he thinks of Aaron Rodgers. Take a listen to that. I know Rodgers' next move, and he is a smart guy, and this is – 1,000% Aaron Rodgers, he's going to come out of this thing and say, I'm coming back to the Packers. Not because he wants to come back, because he wants to make this as hard on the Packers he can as he can and watch them squirm. Yeah. Because oh, if, that, if that happens, Jason, he wins the PR battle, right? Then it's in their yeah. court because they're the ones that have to say, you're gone. Does he win the PR battle, too, if people are on to him? If people believe that that's his motivation, if they think that that's why he did what he did, does he still win the PR battle? Hmm. I, I mean, I think he'd sell it good enough where um, he could cover up that idea I brought forward. But who was the reporter that we are talking about today that says the pack was a Policero that said the Packers want him back? Now that's the thing I was telling Jason. Like, who the hell do you believe? No one knows. No, so no, Jeff Darlington was just on Get Up a few moments ago, Jeff, Jeff Darlington, Darlington of ESPN, and he said that a, um, a source with the Green Bay Packers says that they want Rodgers back. So I, I, I'm just, I don't know who to believe here. I, I really don't. I don't know. I, and I still think he's coming back, but um, I don't know. I just can't wait till this is over with. <laughs> in the face, right? Um, I mean, who do we believe? Because Jason was Jay, when I brought this up to 
to Jason yesterday, you know, he brought up what Goody said and how cryptic it was. And uh, the cryptic part of it is we want to move on from them. And we heard all this. We, the bottom line is we just, we have no idea. You have no idea. Right? Correct. You agree? No, it's correct. And this could be the Packers actually wanting him back. This is the Packers putting it out there so they have leverage. Because if, if it's out there that you don't want him back and then you start trading him, then you don't have the leverage in which to trade him. Who knows the reason why they're trying to put it out there? Maybe they actually do want him back. It's certainly a possibility. Like It seems like everything is on the table when it comes to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers because... But what? Go ahead, Chief. What's the what's the contract control, Gabe? Because so he, he mentioned did, that. He's he like, said, he has control over the contract. So he said he'd be willing to renegotiate his contract to a team that he goes to. So if there's a team, because if the Packers are going to trade him, they're not going to pay him the $60 million and then trade him because then the new team would not be on the hook for the Correct. roughly $60 million option that is out there. So he said he would be willing to renegotiate his contract to make potentially make it more reasonable if he does indeed end up being traded. So let me ask you this. Would you guys rather take, because Gabe, you said that the 49ers do not have a first-round pick. Um, In 2023. 2020. Would you take three first-rounders after this year for Rodgers or two from the Jets? I don't know that anybody's paying that. Uh, the San Francisco would have to, though. Right, if they but, don't have a first round in this year's draft, oh, you're saying in the to, future it would have, have to be to... a sweeter deal. Yeah, it, it it it'd have to be a sweeter deal. The challenge of that John has always Lynch been is... the first rounder would be pretty far down if you assume that Rodgers would have success at whatever team he goes to. Now, again, there's no guarantee yeah. that he would, but if you're playing the odds, the odds are you know Rodgers has a team, but then you're... in the playoff picture because he wouldn't go to a team that doesn't have the possibility of being in the playoffs. But right? if you if you're getting a two or three first-round picks, then you're also maybe playing the odds that, okay, so let's say Aaron Rodgers only plays one year. Then we're getting two draft picks after that. Like, we've seen that in the NBA all the time where they, you know, there's so many draft picks off in the future because they're assuming at some point the guys that you just traded aren't going to be there anymore and maybe that first-round pick ends up being worth something. So if the Packers have the 2026 pick of the 49ers, maybe that ends up being worth something because Rodgers wouldn't be there anymore. I'm just saying, don't discount John Lynch because of all the moves he's made. I mean, that guy puts him up against the wall. And you know, and to be well, honest, Trey Lance, look at he traded up to get Trey Lance. He traded to get Christian McCaffrey. So I'm not. I mean, I I love John Lynch. I would love to have him here as a GM because I like the way he does business, and the way he does business works. And it depends upon works. how much cap space the Packers can maneuver with everybody else on their roster. Because the the thing that would be intriguing to me for the 49ers, uh, a potential 49ers trade, because they don't have a first-round pick this year, Chew, is that you could do it post-June 1 and split up that $40 million dead cap money between 2023 and 2024. So you wouldn't have to eat all 40 right now. I believe it's something like 24 now and 16 later or something like that. So so if, 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 the, if, if the 49ers did trade for... Aaron Rodgers, preseason, give me your top three power rankings. Uh, San Francisco's one. Uh, I would go San Fran. I would go Kansas City. Kansas City, Philly? And, yeah, I mean, I'd have to take a deeper dive into what Philly could potentially be losing in free agency. 
I mean, I, I could be talked into Philly, Cincy, or Buffalo in that number three spot. But San Fran's definitely so why won. Wouldn't you, why wouldn't you try to do it if you're San Fran? Depends upon how much you believe in Trey Lance. But would the Packers do it? And I know we keep up, we always say, hey, go get what you can get. Don't worry about what division they're in. Don't worry about what conference they're in. But would the Packers actually deal Aaron Rodgers to the San Francisco 49ers, a team that has had their number in the biggest games they've if, played over if, the last few years? If they're smart. If they're smart, they do, because they're not going to be relevant for at least two years, probably three. And Rodgers will be on his way out the door. So we talked about how Jeff Darlington this morning on Get Up said that he talked to somebody in the Packers organization who said they want Aaron Rodgers back. Tom Pelissero also delivered that sentiment when he was on with Rich Eisen's show, and that was yesterday. All I can speak for is what I know, Mm -hmm. which is that if Rodgers wants to play for the Packers, and if he is bought into the way that they want to proceed here, then the Packers want him back. And they would expect that he's going to come back and play really well in 2023. What does that mean? The whole bought into the way they want to do things. Someone is completely full of turds, whether it's Palacero and the other guy, or it's Bob McGinn. Pick one of them. Because they are at opposite ends of the spectrum. True. We've got disgusted, and then we've got... They definitely want him back. But to Gabe's point, disgusted doesn't give you the leverage you need if, in fact, you are trying to trade the guy. Disgusted means I'm trying to get rid of this thing. I'm going to put it out in front of my house with a sign that says free, and that's how much people are going to give you to take the thing that you are, (laughs) quote-unquote, disgusted with. So there's a part of me, Chew, that feels like you're hearing all these reports now. Tom Palacero's talking to somebody in the Packers organization. Jeff Darlington's talking to somebody in the Packers organization. All of a sudden, the message that's being put out there is, we want him back, but if he buys in. See, I'm more interested in the if he buys in. What does that mean? Because I bet Rodgers thinks that he has bought in. I bet Rodgers thinks that he's been buying in since they had their little kumbaya and he went out there and told everybody all the things he didn't like, but they had their meetings and their chitty chats, and I bought in. So does buying in mean showing up to the offseason workouts? Does buying in mean running the offense that Matt LaFleur puts out there and not the offense that Rodgers has in his head? That and with the five guys that are, or whatever, four guys that are going bye-bye. Falling in line it's with not that. In the best, yeah, it's not in the best interest of the team. I think they say it a lot nicer. They say it with sugar, not vinegar. You know, I, I just, I don't, I, I'm, my head is spinning because I don't know who to, I should make some calls, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, you should. Absolutely. Where has this been for the last two years? <laughs> what? You have the ability to make calls? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Jinx, buy me a Coke. <laughs> it's it. your birthday. You just want a Coke? Just a Coke? Uh, I was going to ignore it, go pal. Reverse. I was going to ignore it. Nothing makes him groan harder than talking about his birthday. It was good up until 50. Once you hit 50, it's... Because you could die any time, I guess. I don't know. Right? I mean, couldn't you I feel die? like? I mean, it really you. is. Ahead, you, yeah, you, you deliver the thirty. Die thirty didn't bother 52. me. Thirty didn't bother me. Forty didn't bother me. Forty-nine didn't bother me. Fifty, meh. What's it like huh? being thirty, guys? Is fifty old? What? What's it like turning thirty? 
I mean, I got two more years, but just curious. Uh, 30's cool. 30's fun. It does no, feel like, Ashley, you're going to get a pickle in that microphone thing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. Well, it like it might be we, know the, we know where the pickle's not going. <laughs> Sorry, man, that was bad. I mean, he came after you, Chew. You had to drive right back at him. <laughs> That's true. Thank you. <laughs> he deserved that one. <laughs> yeah. Always appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs> you punchki. <laughs> hey, they were good. I don't care what anyone says. Take out the trash uh, next 6. on 5. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. My father would always say, and there's a rhyme and a reason to it. He said, if you wear your rubbers in the house, you'll go blind. Do the two youngsters on the show here even know what rubbers are? I'm talking the ones that go over the shoes. On 94.5 ESPN. ESPN Milwaukee, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, Ron and the Key weighing in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line 800-990-3776. He says, all of these reports say if he's willing to buy in and we're disgusted with him. They know he doesn't listen or buy in, which disgusts them. So he gone. That from Ron in the Key. Time to take out the trash. We've all got stuff that we can't keep inside anymore. Trash! Trash! Not for you! Stuff that we need to talk about. How could you not realize? You're stupid. You are a stupid, stupid man. Stuff that once a week just needs to be put outside. (laughs) That's clearly garbage. Hey, man, we just get warmed up. It's time to take out the trash. Okay, I will start it off, and I'm going to keep it simple. Water. Water, 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 water. We all need water. Water sucks down here. I am so sick of buying cases of water. At home, it's so easy. you got the reverse osmosis. You go up to the spigot. And you guys know I like my 100 ounces of water before the end of the show. I got to buy water for coffee. I got to buy water for cooking. I got to buy just water for everything. And then who puts 16.9 ounces of water in a stupid bottle? <laughs> How about 12 or 20? Let's keep it simple. It's just the water down. It, it's it, A, it's expensive because we live on an island, and it's terrible. You don't realize you got to have water for coffee. You got to have water for everything. Water, water ain't cheap. Do you yeah. think, is this the biggest scam known to man, bottled water? I mean, just suck it up. I mean, the, the water doesn't smell down here as bad as I do, so just drink it, I guess. By the way, uh, So then you why don't have... you drink it? You're by yeah, yourself. You've talked about earlier this show that you're by yourself to the point where you haven't showered in three days. You're wearing the same shirt three days in a row, and your own odor is starting to offend you. But yet you're not going to drink the water out of the tap, even though you're telling everybody else to? I don't know. I guess I'm scarred. By the way, I'm afraid uh, that 16.9 fluid ounces is a half liter, and that's the metric system. So that's why over here it looks weird. Just F- FYI. So... How many of those do I have to drink to get my 100-ounce mark? Well, what's 100? See what I'm saying? It's what's just, a, let's keep six. math. Just drink six. Simple. I love that you are seeking sympathy for something, 
And in your appeal, you say that you live on an island. Okay, Moana. Like, what the hell? Jen, I don't need anything else in the house. I got coffee. I got creamer. I got milk. I got eggs. I got to go to the stupid grocery store to go get water. I'm surrounded this by is... water here, and I have to go get water. I just think it's a scam, and I think we're all idiots, me being the leader of the pack. So do you want me to put on the poll, Gabe, I'm sorry, before you go, do you want me to put on the poll, is bottled water a scam? I'm so lost right now, what you would like here, Chewy. Do you guys go into the store and buy bottled water? No. Not regularly, but I have. No, I've got a filter on the, the tap at home. I drink tap water. Yeah. But like yesterday, I went out for lunch, and uh, with my poke bowl, I did order a bottle of water, right? Like that, so I can't say that I'm anti-bottled like bottled water. It's not one of those like uh, world things where people are anti-plastic bottles, right? They don't buy plastic water, but I do buy them. I just don't buy them for the house. So if I took the tap water here and measured the gigabytes against the bottled <laughs> water, you think there's that big of a difference? Please don't measure I the don't gigabytes. I don't want you pouring water on your laptop. Your wife isn't going to be happy. You're going to have to buy a new laptop. Just keep the gigabytes away from the water. I just, I'm, I you think I got a big hook in my mouth. How many people? I think I got scammed. How many people in the history of radio do you think have talked about quote-unquote, roughing it, and also talk about their fancy house on an island within the same two-hour show. He also said the words reverse osmosis, which, A, he doesn't know what it means, and, B, I don't think anyone on radio has ever said that in any form of talk. Yeah, but he said gigabytes also. He also so. said gigabytes in the wrong context, yeah. You're betting for All the right, cycle so today. C, so, C, I'm done. Stop talking about <laughs> <laughs> As I take a gurge of water. <laughs> now I gotta go to the store again. What do you got? Why? Well, I mean, baseball season, not quite officially underway, but why not bitch a little bit about baseball? Because earlier today, Ashton and I, because we're baseball nerds, decided to get excited. About the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And some of you may not even realize that the World Baseball Classic is being played this year. It's been a while since it's happened. But it's a contest that happened, well, for a while. It was every three years, and they decided to make it every four years. So it's really inconsistent into when actually this thing happens. In concept, seems like a good idea, splitting up all the different teams and having a world tournament for baseball during spring training. Bring some excitement for the game. Great. Okay, so the World Baseball Classic is happening. We now know this. I've brought you up to speed. All right, now when does it start? Okay, you can Google World Baseball Classic. It tells you it starts on March the 7th and runs through March the 21st. All right, cool. When do you when does USA play? All right, let's go to the World Baseball Classic website. Okay, there you have a, a bracket where I know where the semifinal games are going to be played and what time, but I don't know when the round-robin games are going to. Oh, okay, I'm going to click on Team USA. Oh, it's going to take you to the roster. Okay, let's figure out the schedule. And instead of giving you... Team USA schedule, they just give you the entire schedule, but not like, oh, here are the games on March 8th, here are the games on March 9th and March 10th and March... No, you have to click through each and every day. Like, baseball just actively try... Even when they try to do fun things and cool things that could make their fan base excited, they make you jump hoop through hoop through hoop 
in order to get any information about finding out when this thing is actually happening. Can we just please, baseball, if we're going to do something cool and fun, make it easy for people to figure out when games are going to be played, where they can watch these games, instead of having to know how to do all the different things Chewie was talking about with gigabytes and figuring out when Team USA is going to play a damn game in this tournament. It's March 11th, by the way. Yes, and also all the times we're listed in Mountain Time. <laughs> Love that for everybody. That's totally normal. Can't wait. Go Team USA, I think. Not sure. I don't know. Why do I continuously like baseball when baseball doesn't want me to like it? It's very frustrating. Oh, hey, Brewers Spring Training on 94.5 ESPN Sunday at 2 o'clock. Is that Mountain Time? I don't know. I think we all know that there are positives and negatives to social media. Depending on the day, depending on who you are, sometimes the positives outweigh the negatives, sometimes the negatives outweigh the positives. But a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, got sucked into the quicksand of social media this past weekend for no other reason than someone manipulated what actually happened to fit a narrative. Randy Scott is an anchor on SportsCenter. Great guy. I will champion him. I will tell you all about what a good guy he is because he is. But when he was doing SportsCenter this past weekend, he was doing some highlights. And somebody clipped off a portion of the highlights he was doing and shared it on to Twitter. And here is what they shared. Ashton? Diamond Miller was too much. 29 points. She has 25 or more in four of her last five. Miller and Maryland, 66-61 winners. It's their fourth straight win. Let's get back to the actual basketball. That's what was clipped. That's what was put out on Twitter. And it said, no way he said this on national television. The assertion, of course, that actual basketball referred to the men's basketball and the women's highlight that he had just talked about was not actual basketball. That was the narrative that was being pushed by this Twitter account. This clip has been seen 7.5 million times. 7.5 million views with 11.9 million impressions, meaning people who have clicked on it, seen it, shared it, commented on it, all of the ways that that type of stuff snowballs when it feels like there has been a great injustice, that a great injustice has occurred. The reality of what Randy Scott was doing was this. The way that segment was stacked was it was a moment of silence that started the segment. A moment of silence when Michigan and Michigan State basketball teams were playing each other. Then they went to, so they covered the moment of silence. Then they went to the women's highlight of the Michigan State team playing the Maryland team. And then they went back to the basketball that was being played between Michigan and Michigan State. And that is why, Randy Scott said, now back to the actual basketball. It was in reference to the moment of silence that they started the segment with but it didn't get clipped that way it didn't get shared that way it got shared to make it seem as though randy scott was eviscerating women's basketball by calling men's basketball actual basketball and guys this quicksand sucked him in the comments that he received over the next hell it's still going on this happened saturday morning the comments that he received were mean 
They were disrespectful. I mean, one person said to him, now we know why your wife left you. A guy who has been through a divorce within the last few years. Now we know why your wife left you. Ashley, you have the clip so that we can play it of the moment of silence that started this entire clip. You got that back there? Yeah, so here is the full clip uh, from the moment that they started showing highlights with the moment of silence. Again, showing love. Tom Izzo, visibly emotional in enemy territory, but you could see the entire state coming together in support of those Spartans. And the women's program holding down the fort there in East Lansing, taking on eighth-ranked Maryland. And Iseline Alexander going to spin, make a layup inside. Michigan State got cut in the deficit to just six, but Diamond Miller was too much. 29 points. She has 25 or more in four of her last five. Miller and Maryland, 66-61 winners. It's their fourth straight win. Let's get back to the actual basketball there in Ann Arbor. Joey Hauser had 20. Do you see what happened? So they started in Ann Arbor, then they went to the women's game, then they went back to Ann Arbor. The women's game was in East Lansing. The fact that we have had to explain this to people, the fact that there are people who have heard the explanation and who still are attacking this anchor, it is everything that is wrong with the manipulation of information right now. And I have tried because I believed that it was wrong that Randy Scott was being attacked. It was wrong that his character was being attacked, that he was being accused of being a misogynist and all of those things to defend him. And there are people, to their credit, who understood the context of the situation. But there are many other people who stuck their head in the sand and who still said that he was a bad guy. There is actual misogyny that occurs in sports. And I want people to put all of their passion and all of their anger and all of their frustration behind fighting that. But this was not that. And the fact that our pal had to go underground because 11.9 million different impressions were off of that manipulated clip is just wrong. So just think about when you're consuming media on social media and it gives you, and you have a visceral reaction to it. It gives you like a strong feeling. Just make sure that you're not being manipulated. Make sure that what you're seeing is actually what happened. Because there is no reason why this guy, this good guy, this talented guy is in the situation he is in right now. Because people don't want the full context of the situation. If you are looking to start the weekend right, you should head to Bubbles and Brunch at St. Kate the Arts Hotel every single weekend from 9 to 1 in Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar on St. Kate's second floor. This brunch is anything but basic. The atmosphere is set with a local DJ spinning music. That, of course, sets the mood. The hotel has an acclaimed culinary team. They're offering up a menu of elevated breakfast dishes. And, of course, they have the endless mimosas or mimosa flights. So if you're looking for something new to do on the weekend, head to Bubbles and Brunch at St. Kate the Arts Hotel from 9 to 1 in Giggly Champagne and Wine Bar. For more information, you should just go to their website. It's stkatearts.com. At stkatearts.com, you can make reservations and see everything that they've going got going on over at St. Kate the Arts Hotel. I will see you there. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can, yes. Was no, it a yep, mistake? Yep. Ashy yep, bashy. Yep. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. You didn't even know what the hell I said. You asked if it was a mistake. What was, well, mistake? What was a mistake? Go back to soccer. On 94.5 ESPN.
Rodgers is no longer on the Green Bay Packers, is it a foregone conclusion that whomever is the next quarterback, presumably Jordan Love, is the face of the franchise, or do you need to wait and see if he is in fact any good? I feel like there are plenty of times when a quarterback who isn't any good is still the face of a franchise. Maybe not, though. I guess my brain initially went to, like, a Ryan Tannehill, but, of course, the face of that franchise was always Derrick Henry, or at least has been recently. Um, Are there examples of average-esque quarterbacks being the face of their franchise, Gabe? (sighs) I mean, how do you feel about Kyler Murray? Because he's probably the face of the Cardinals franchise. Was, Was J.J. Watt the face of the franchise when he was there, though? No. No. Mm-mm. Just because he was at the tail end of his career? Yeah, yeah he was at the tail end Even of his though career. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, but it's it was the tail end of his career. It, it, he came from Houston, and he, it's not like he did anything impactful. He spent a lot of time injured and hurt and didn't play a ton of games for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's But ben it does Kyler's feel team. like, through this conversation, we are starting to figure out what the criteria is, at least for being the face of the franchise, right? Because, again, I guess, I, I, again, J.J. Watt is a great example of certainly was the face of the franchise in Houston. There's no, right? There was nobody in Houston that was more um, uh, recognizable Deshaun? or successful. When Deshaun, before Deshaun's problems, was he the face? or No, J.J., I feel like J.J., just because, especially in Houston, everything he did for hurricane relief there, like Deshaun came in there after that point, and he was certainly on his way to ascending to be that point, but it was going to be tough to unseat J.J., given being a three-time defensive player of the year, plus all the things he did in the community. Well, certainly bad quarterbacks can be the face of the franchise. Right? I mean, you got Russell Wilson in Denver, and then you had Baker Mayfield, who was the face of that fran- in Carolina, and he was terrible. Was right? he? I thought you were going to say I mean, Cleveland who was to the, start, what? and my brain immediately went to Miles Garrett in Cleveland as the face of the- like, like, the way I think about this is when the big-time networks come into town and do one of your games, and they show, like, the guy on the left and the guy on the right of the two teams, and they've got the shield or the logo in the middle, who's the guy for the Packers if Rodgers isn't there? Does it automatically fall to Jordan Love, or do you got to wait and see if he's any good? Because we have it on the Jen Gabe and Chewy Twitter poll this morning. If Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the Packers, who is the face of the franchise? Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Jair Alexander, or other? Well, if I- Jen, look at, look at the Redskins, though, at the start of this season. Who was the face of who that franchise? Who are the Redskins? <laughs> are you oh, ever going to make Just, that official turn or no? No, he's not going to. Just roll with it. That's because it was my high school mascot and la la. That's it's in the commanders sure, sure. in my brain. The commanders. Who was the face of the franchise at the beginning of the season? Carson Wentz. He was the face. Yeah, I guess. If ESPN rolls yeah, in, they want to talk to someone. The first one they're talking to is Carson Wentz. And then by the end of the season, <laughs> no, he wasn't. I don't. I don't even think they had a face. Um, it's, it's scary, there was Terry. No face. It's scary, Terry. I think that it yeah. always has to be a face. What about Jonathan Allen, the defensive player? Yeah, he's got a shot. Montez Sweat. They've got a lot of good defensive players, but I think Terry McLaurin is probably the most recognizable player from that franchise right now. But it was Wentz. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. At the start you're of the You're not wrong because, because he was new there. There was excitement around him. Absolutely, you are 100% correct. So are you that. using that then, Chu, to make your argument for Jordan Love? Are you using that to say that the quarterback oh. will be the default face of the franchise until he proves that he shouldn't be. I, I think 
I think it'll be 1A, 1B with Aaron Jones. I don't think it's Jair. I just I, I don't think the face – because you know he's going to say something to just tick off, be it the franchise or the league Is he though? or something. So here's he's the that thing. volatile. He's, he, but I, I think that's an unfair rep, man. Like – any time that he has come, I mean, so the closest thing he said to anything volatile this year was, man, if we lose to the Jets, then I'm going to start to worry. Like, I otherwise, don't know. Huh? Yeah. Pretty like, volatile. That's not volatile. <laughs> that that's is fun. the best thing he said. That's fun. Like, when you think Ash, about you have that drop the, interviews, no? the interviews he did after that Bears game, after that <laughs> Dolphins game, it's all nonsense. Like, but it's just fun. It's stupid stuff. He, I, I think him. I don't think he's a loose cannon. I don't think he's ever said anything huh? that has been like disruptive to the franchise. Huh? Uh, My he's... thing is more of teams don't want it to be a defensive player. They want it to be an no. offensive player, and it's only if your offense sucks that all of a sudden a defensive player is it by default. Like they want it to be the quarterback. That's been made very clear to us over the uh. last decade or so. Who's all right? Who's the face of the franchise for the Pittsburgh Steelers? TJ, TJ Watt, and he doesn't say crap with a mouthful. I mean, he just wants to lay in the weeds. Could you argue Mike Tomlin? Okay, so that's a a great question, Ashley, because I did see people on our ESPN Milwaukee talking text line eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. If you want to get in on the conversation, saying that Matt Lafleur would be the face of the franchise if Aaron Rodgers wasn't here, it's hard for me. And again, Tomlin has been there for so long and has had so much sustained success. That is a tricky combo. I just want to put that out there. That I do think that he does earn that distinction there. But are there other teams where – and, again, New that England. goes back to, yeah. again, having a New England. dearth at the offensive positions, especially at the quarterback. Like, Mac Jones, is he the face of the franchise? I know you guys are saying New England. But, like, if Mac Jones is better, he it's not Belichick. You don't want to default to a head coach. Correct, but he's not better. That's, that's the problem, you know. So, yes, if your head coach is the face of your franchise, that means chances are your team stinks. Team stinks. Uh... Yeah, but they don't stink, New England. They're not good. <laughs> uh, who's the face of the Rams? Stink? Who's the face of the Rams? Uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. And... Or Stafford. Yeah, but McFace. Or, or right Cooper there. Cup. Mm, they get a lot of yeah, options. Sure. When healthy, they're actually good. But, I mean, most for most uh, of the teams, we go right to the quarterback. Yeah. Could LaFleur could ever be the face of this franchise? I No. You don't think so? No, because, I mean, he would have to be. So the guys that have been, like, think about the two that have been there. Like, Tomlin has been there for so long. Those are the unicorns. Those are the aberrations in the NFL. To be in that place for that long and then be able to weather when your team stinks so then you're the face of the franchise. Like, Matt LaFleur would have to be the coach for 15 more years for the Packers in order to get to that spot. But I think they're going to have some some issues where they're going to stink and it may or may not be his fault and he's going to get fired. What level of success do you have to have as a quarterback to be the face of the franchise? Or what level of ugh, not success do you have to have in order to be booted from? Because it sounds like we're saying that the quarterback is the default face of the franchise. Correct. But like in Houston, yeah. is anybody saying that Davis Mills is the face of the franchise? Or do they immediately go to a wide receiver? Um, Like Cooks. Is Cooks still on the... No. Um... Uh, He's not, not yeah. He was last year, though, right? I think so. All right, I'll give you another one. But the fact I'll that you, you have no idea, I don't Who? think they have a face because they're that bad. Who's the face of the franchise in Dallas? 
Jerry yeah. Jones. There you go, the owner. <laughs> but that's right. because that's because Jerry wants it that but way. But again, guys, when the networks are coming in for Sunday night football or Monday night football, they're not putting Jerry Jones on the graphic. Yeah, but maybe they should. Yeah. Could you imagine if that actually happened? <laughs> How awesome he that would, would be. Love it. <laughs> it would Jerry, be amazing. Love it so Jerry much. on one end, Jalen Hurts on the other, <laughs> next on Sunday Night Football. That's what I'm saying. Look at my Botox. My face doesn't move. Look at how impressive that is. <laughs> Shut up, Ashton. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> you I knew know, you were just, thinking something. You, you could have gave me the. <laughs> I just did. Wow, I think that I did was it better. Loud in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, have you considered Professional Construction Inc. in Waukesha for all of your construction needs yet? We have considered Professional Construction Inc. We have also asked to work with Professional Construction Inc. in order to finish the basement that I am sitting in right now. The other side, they're actually going to come over next week and put a big hole in our foundation so that we have access to the crawl space that we haven't been able to put anything in. Right? We've got all that storage space over there just waiting to be used and the folks over at professional construction inc are going to help us achieve that dream and if you're wondering what professional construction inc can do for you just go to their website professionalconstructioninc.com there you can see some of the projects that they have completed and you can see ideas for projects that you could have them complete so if you're looking for a team that will help you with a remodeling project a home addition or building a new home or a commercial need Go to my friends at PCI. Mike and Michelle will help you out the way they are helping me and my family out right now. That website again, professionalconstructioninc.com, professionalconstructioninc.com. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You call them a white find stiff someone else. earlier. From one white stiff to another, <laughs> I'm pretty well versed in the, in the realm of stiffs. On 94.5 ESPN. Doesn't matter what age you are, low testosterone can be an issue for any guy. Mentality, a local health care facility specifically de- dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Look, you could be lo- dealing with low testosterone, not even know it. Tired, groggy, just don't have the energy to get through your day, even though you had that energy a year or two ago, just can't quite figure it out. It's not just because you're getting older, maybe that's part of it, but you also might have low testosterone, and it's easy to fix. You go to Mentality, get a blood panel done. Within a week, they get your your results back. And if your your testosterone levels are low, they will get you started on a customized treatment just for you. That's the other beauty of this. It's not a one-size-fits-all treatment. They are going to have a customized solution and treatment plan that is just for you and your specific situation. Go to LowTUSA.com. Mentality allows treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about the low-testosterone treatments at Mentality at LowTUSA.com. A huge win last night for Marquette on the road at Creighton. You know, Creighton was doing their whole alumni fan association, fill the stadium type of thing. It was loud. It was sold out. Marquette was down big in this one and was able to rally to the victory, ended up winning by the slimmest of margins. And I think, what well, I guess 73-71 is not the slimmest of margins. They could have won by one point, but they ended up winning by two. Um it was really awesome to watch. It was, again, nerve-wracking and frustrating at times. But Marquette Chu was picked ninth in the Big East preseason poll. And all they have done since then is just knock off team after team after team after team to the tune of being the top team 
in the Big East right now with only a few games to go before the Big East tournament in New York. And I saw that Wilde and Tausch put a poll on their Twitter account this morning that was basically like, other than the Aaron Rodgers drama, what is the biggest story right now in southeastern Wisconsin in Wisconsin sports? And I cast my vote for what Marquette basketball has been doing recently. What do you think? I agree. It's great. And Gabe, you sent me a, I don't know, something over the text chain where Frank Wright was talking about percentage, uh, how much a percentage of a coach matters to players. I mean, a lot of this is Shaka, right? Well, he's got his guys buying into his system. He is doing an unbelievable job. My guess is what will they get? A three seed? Right four, now, right now they're a four. four. After after winning last night, that's a huge win. I mean, I, I think they're trending to potentially still nab a number three. I think I found my thing to watch in the transition from football to baseball, golf, Masters. I'm I'm all in on Marquette. I I think it's a great story. Well, He's it, done an unbelievable job. Probably doesn't get enough credit nationally. Well, and especially to in college, I got to imagine because again, Frank Reich was talking about NFL and professionally. Like I got to imagine that especially in college, the coach matters more than it does at the professional level. Like in in college because the turnover, especially now with NIL and guys transferring in, transferring out and being able to like sustain success as a program, like coaches are the faces of franchises all the time at college programs. Uh, I agree. I mean, it's different for basketball. I really don't know what the percentages are. I just I mean, Jen, you summed it up. They were predicted to finish ninth and they're number 1. Probably the biggest surprise in in college basketball this year. The percentage might be higher. Um, But football, I I mean, Holmgren, I would say, on our team accounted for 30%. Okay. 30. I know I said 35 yesterday, but probably 30. you got to have good players. But there's been plenty of teams where the roster is really, really good, but the coaching stinks, you know. I don't know. I just I'm in. You guys. Well, you sold and Tyler Kolick has I'm a in. chance. Tyler Kolick has a chance to be the Big East Player of the Year with the performances he's been turning in. Obviously, we thought that he would be, you know, one of the assist leaders, which he still has been. But the way he has like um, started scoring for this team has been really impressive. Uh, Chewy, you mentioned Shaka not getting enough national attention. Uh, just last week, he was named to National Coach of the Year watch list. So that's something that's that he awesome. could still nab as well. And last night on the post game show with Homer and Tony when they were asking about Tyler Kolick Shaka Smart said well he's got a lot of nuts when they were talking about just the cojones it took for him to have the ball in his hand on those last couple of possessions tie game give him the lead tie game give him the lead well he's got a lot of nuts which I thought fit in very well with our show because we are a lot of nuts. I feel, I, but like that was like the most aggressive. I feel like at least we try to dance around it and be clever with it. He just decided, nope, got a lot of nuts. <laughs> Gotta love it. Do we have to worry about him leaving? No. I don't think Not so. Not nuts. Think... Shaka. Uh, <laughs> no to both. And... Tyler Kolek, <laughs> Nuts. He's going to call him nuts from now on. Yeah, he's got a lot of nuts. Why not? No, I don't think you have to worry about it, Chew. I think him going to Texas, he realized that, especially in college basketball, like, yeah, he's he's found a situation that he can implement what he wants to do 
and have a lot of support from the alumni, from the fan base, from the administration. And I think Shaka has found himself a home in Marquette. I don't think we have to worry about him going anywhere. When asked how he felt about Marquette being picked to finish ninth in the Big East, this was back in October at Big East Media Days. Tyler Kolick only had two words. Bleep him. Bleep him. He didn't say bleep you. You're looking at me funny. Yeah. (laughs) He he said the F word. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening to Jen Gabe and Chewy. Will D and Tash is next on ESPN Milwaukee. We'll see you.